0: Is this on?
1: That doesn't make any sense. I can't doesn't. hear it. Uh, we <laughs> we have, headphones, have headphones, so I can hear him tapping. No, no matter. Uh, this episode of the Carmudgeon Show is pretty sponsored ranty. By,
0: sponsored by Porsche. No. No, no, no. Unsponsored by Porsche.
1: We'll probably get a hit cancel on by us. Porsche. This
0: episode of the Carmudgeon Show has been cancelled by Porsche and all of air cooled Porsche owners. Yes.
1: But it is still part of the Haggerty Podcast Network, so we've created a bit of a liability for them, much like many of their customers as an insurance <laughs> company.
0: But listen, we are we're focusing on uh, Luftgekühlt which is a air-cooled Porsche show that just happened for the we believe the first time in Northern California <gasps> but actually the show is really not about that and even if you're not into Porsches you might find this pretty interesting because I yeah, don't it's care possible.
1: about Porsches yeah because you don't care about Porsches and you stayed awake the entire time I
0: did and I made fun of a lot of people which yes
1: is... so did I but in a less lighthearted way <laughs> I mean I'm I'm angry yes
0: at everyone at, at all, all times, times. <gasps> And on that, Jinx, hold on.
1: <laughs> oh, did we say who we were?
0: <laughs> Doesn't matter. They know.
1: Okay, great.
0: Plus Jinx. Can't, we can't talk now.
1: Mm. And scene. Uh-oh, Jason's fallen asleep. But he has caffeine. is not hit yet. Oh, it's not yet functioning.
0: It's too early in the morning for the shit. Or
1: are you just bored by the fact that Luftgekult was this weekend? Did you go? No. Of course I didn't go. Yes. First
0: of all, I'm sorry. So I heard from people that you had to buy tickets in advance, mm-hmm. and they were
1: sold out. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes. you. You know what else happened? This is a very festive... You know, we shouldn't throw them under the bus so much, because they did put together a very nice event. However, I would like to know. However... Um, I entered my car and then it, I paid the entry for the car. Blah blah blah. Everything's fine. And then um, Paulo actually was like, "Hey, do you have an extra ticket?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think you could just ride in with me." And I started investigating. I was like, and "I was like, oh wait, I don't have a ticket. My car has a ticket, but I don't have a ticket. They sell the tickets for humans driving the car separately from the car." going in and so i was like i paid 95 dollars already i assume that gets me in and then i was like oh no it's an additional 115 dollars for early entry to get a human in inside the car what's the alternative you push your car in i don't know you just leave they bring the i don't know i don't know what would have happened anyway i secured a ticket even though they weren't on sale by contacting one of the organizers uh and he very graciously sent me a ticket which i was delighted by. i don't know what would have happened if i didn't have a ticket when i arrived in any way in any case uh the event is an incredible venue, starting with the positives. Um, lots. <laughs> Jason's already like, I am so over here's this. A, here's, okay, before we start,
0: Luftgekühlt is a very difficult word to say in for Americans. That means air-cooled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it brings together air-cooled 911, air-cooled Porsche fans um, from all over the country or state to congregate in one place. And then to plug up the fucking freeway. So I didn't go. I had other shit to do. We were filming. But I did find myself on the highway in the afternoon in a sea of mostly water-cooled Porsches. There were a bunch of modern water-cooled stuff and there was a a lovely 928 S4 and then a bunch of air-cooled stuff driving like absolute dicks at 40 miles an hour. Mm. It takes a special breed of Porsche weenie to barely be able to go or to not even be able to attain the minimum speed on a highway and still almost all fucking crash into each other. So I am very glad I didn't go to that event or support anyone because I was very cross (laughs) at the people who almost fucking killed me while I was just trying to get home from work. So at least Volkswagen events we drive like assholes at outrageous speeds <laughs> i want triple digits weaving felonious misdemeanor f- 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 fucking actual violence and not a bunch of people sitting in like blocking five lanes of freeway going 40 miles an hour just because they're so self-absorbed porsche assholes continue
1: well that concludes episode number nine that, that
0: concludes my career <laughs> no it was just fun to do that
1: <laughs> um the event is put on at a beautiful venue. It's a very cool event. It was worth going. I was sort of on the fence about whether I should go. Was this the first
0: Northern California Cuckoo?
1: I believe so, okay. yes. Otherwise, I probably would have gone to one in the past. That's been the historic issue for me is uh, I don't want to go all the way to Southern California to look at these cars. And like a few people were from the East Coast and Europe even were there for the event. Ship their cars out or? Uh, no, they shipped their person out <laughs> via airplane. I guess we call that flying out. Yeah. Um, and so it was well done. It was, I've been to a number of car events. Uh, I thought it was well organized. Generally, the venue was really neat. The thing about this that differentiates it, I think is that when, normally when you go to a car event, especially one of the scale, I mean, I don't know how many cars are were, it seemed like 500, uh, honestly, a lot of cars. Uh, it's just a big parking lot with cars in it, you know, and um, like even Radwood is is sort of like this in some form. But what they did here, which was very neat, was that they put cars in lots of different places and there was this sort of constant experience of discovery where you go into some building or something and they're like, oh, there's a bunch of cars in here. And you go down some alley and there's a bunch of, you know, or a car, a single car down there highlighted in a neat way. It was a very hmm. neat space and they sort of curated the experience quite well. And so it wasn't tiresome the way walking back and forth the parking lot all day is. So, credit for that. I thought logistics, considering the number of people there, were decent. Not amazing, but pretty decent. I mean, considering the complexity, I thought it was it was pretty good. Okay, back but, up
0: though. So, you talked about the venue, but it was on Mare Island, which Mare is... Mare Island, which is an
1: old naval base. Okay. Uh, and so, there's all these like very neat warehouses and there was a submarine con tower and mm. cranes and stuff it's a really visually striking uh place to And interact they I mean I saw some
0: of the pictures on social media and they looked like they were using indoor spaces and outdoor yes. spaces okay yes. that's pretty cool cuz yes. to, to your that, point that's not what you typically see from a yeah, car show
1: that was probably the the highlight of the whole thing and i know that food and bathrooms are always an issue and there was like not great but not the worst I've experienced. So, you know, concerning And just huge volumes of humans. I mean, this was the thing that most surprised me, is that I... Like, you know, air, the, old, the newest air-cooled car is 25 years old. Uh, if I've done the math right. Uh, 98. Yes. 25 years old. And, uh, you know, you think of it as being an old car, and then you see the sheer number of humans who are into this stuff, and you're just like, that's a shitload of people who are interested in An- cool interested cars. enough
0: to spend a hundred dollars a
1: ticket yeah i, I guess, mean what was yeah. the general admission i don't know what general admission was but of I, course i don't know what general admission
0: was well no
1: i had to go early because okay. my car was early <laughs> arriving early so i'm trying I to, to make
0: fun of you stop
1: defending yourself
0: okay <laughs> i will just porsche weenie
1: uh, uh yeah this is the problem porsche weenie in incarnate i i love the i love porsches i love the experience they provide but I much rather, and this is, you know, reinforces this, this is why I haven't bothered to go in the past. I would much rather uh, drive a Porsche than watch them be static. And Porsche people are generally great. There's variability just like any part of the culture, but there's, you know, the, the, Landscape has changed a lot. 20 years ago, there was a very specific group of people who were doing this, and you know a lot of them are still around, but there's a new generation of enthusiasts. And so I cannot fault the fact that there is a concept out here that is relevant for a new generation of people. Mm-hmm. One of the things that does offend me is... Let's see. <laughs> when you have 500 copies of the same damn car, yeah, people seek to express themselves through the car. And sometimes this goes very well, and there is some spectacular stuff. And other times, yeah, like good R group builds are like this. And then other times you get these like sort of tropes or memes of cars where people are like, everybody's doing this, so I will do it too. You know, roof yeah. racks, They, they everybody gloms onto this one thing they're like ah this is super cool i gotta put a roof rack on my car i gotta put the the clear lens projector headlights on an air-cooled 911 or i gotta whatever the thing is you know i gotta put a snarky license plate uh custom license plate about how my car is air cooled or whatever it's like tesla license plate that say like fuck you opec or whatever it is no gas yeah yeah whatever tesla like there's just this sort of culture of like I don't know if it's douchery or what, um, douchery. but they, there's this sort of like assumption of an identity instead of, um, in, in an effort to, to individualize their cars, they are all doing the same thing and it is the opposite of individuality and it is not, in my opinion, in good taste. And this is all very sort of judgmental and I'm sure I will get crucified, but I'm sitting here worrying worrying about all the terrible things
0: I said, mostly in joking (laughs) about the crowd of people on the highway. And now you're like making, digging your own grave. I I know.
1: And, and uh, you know, this is one person's perspective and I'm having it that it based on the experiences that I've had in my own perspective. But I, what I like about uh, a I believe in individuality. I don't think everything should be left totally stock. And that's another end of the Porsche weenie thing that I don't care for is where people are like, ah, but the stitching on your seatbelts is yellow and the car was built in March of 73, so it should have this sticker on the engine and not that one because they switched in March of 73. And, you know, people get really into arcane details and they get really into like... Like I had a customer who had a Carrera RS, and he said, "I don't drive this car without first running the route immediately before in another car in case there's construction or gravel on the road or water dripping across the road." You know, he, to be fair, spent like 800 hours doing the undercarriage of the car, the undercarriage, like bodywork on the floor pan of the car. Car was spectacular, but in what? How was that fun? You know, I guess. It, mm. you know it's something that perfectionists do, do for fun mm-hmm. and I guess that's what turns him on and that's mm-hmm. fine honestly it's just not for me and right. you know Ferdinand Porsche famously maybe not so famously at one point said it, the saddest thing is that my car should be sitting around being polished instead of being you know covered in dirt after mm-hmm. doing 24 hour endurance races or that the car should you know and like I washed my car before because it was filthy and then I was like I shouldn't have washed my car before bringing it here like just as an act of defiance because there's this <laughs> sort of like you know these people who are like admit must be stock it must be perfect it mm-hmm. must be you know cleaner and better than it was new and it's like oh that's very tragic but also i think problematic so i'm just c- right. shitting on everyone effectively no I mean, I mean
0: this show is called the carmudgeon yes show, and, and you i am full, full on carmudgeoning yeah, right both now. both of us
1: um but what in i believe seven. is the the way where when i see it, and every you know one in 20 cars or whatever it is at this event I, and i see it i'm just like holy shit that is sensational and the mm-hmm. thing that pushes me to the like holy shit that's sensational is if a car is done in a way that reflects um, the way that it would have been done in period. Like it's mm-hmm. individualized, but there's a consciousness of the way that people did things at a certain time or place. And there's this sort of awareness of where they're like, yes, I've drawn this from this place or that place. And mm-hmm. you have to you know, it. you know, and and also like a lot of experience and learning behind mm-hmm. it. Instead of just being like, oh, I saw that. That looks cool on the Internet. I'm going to do that. You know, it's like, no, the reason why this is like this is because of X or Y and you have to sort of, there's some element of bothering to take the trouble to go really deep and learn the subject really well and then use that information to inform your decision. Mm-hmm. There's this guy who does really wonderful builds where the average person would walk by and be like, oh, it's another 9-11. But if you know, then you like look at the car and it's like, holy shit, it's got this and it's got this and he did that. And you're just like, my God. Well, but to know, be honest, Singer
0: does kind of that right to to sort of <sighs> I, look you you'll look at a singer and you'll immediately know it's a singer most of the general population of car enthusiasts will look at the singer uh, a singer car and just say wow that's a hot porsche that's beautiful because mm. all of the things that are done are done in such a way that they could have could have maybe
1: been done in period mm. with no expense. not to me it's What's- too modern it's a, it's a collision of aesthetics okay Right, you you. But you know, if you look at it from far enough, you're like it's a '70s car. But immediately, you're like the wheels are too big. Fuchs were never produced in 17 or 18 Mm. inches or whatever size they are. And there's the you know, Mm -hmm. you can just see the the sidewall, tire sidewalls and wheels alone is all it takes Mm -hmm. to to identify that. I I mean, I also just object fundamentally to the cutting up of 964s because they didn't sell very many of those cars and. They are, I think, some of the best 911s ever made. And I th- it's tragic to see those cars. You know, if the car's going to be scrapped, cool. But, you know, and, and I heard stories about someone I think was a, a, a 964 RS, which is probably if I could choose one 911 that it, to and only and could only have one 911, mm-hmm. that would probably be the one I would choose, the 964 RS. And he sent it to Singer to be Singered. And they were like, "We really don't want to do this." Are you absolutely sure? And the guy's like, "Yes, you have to do it to this car." And they were like, "Oh God!" And Mm -hmm. like, so that to me is heart wrenching. Mm -hmm. And you know, if it's a Tiptronic car that's got 400 million miles and a salvage title, like, sure. But I know that not every car that they're doing that to is one of those, and I I object to that because the you know you can't get those cars back once they're once they're once you do that to them. And so, you know, they, and the demand for their product was so high because they created something that obviously resonated with such a large number of people that mm-hmm. th- there were good cars that that fate was, you know, happening to, which is, you know, too bad. So, I don't know, I would rather see that car get returned to its original 964 state than turned into a Singer. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we all know someone who bought a Tiptronic and converted to a six-speed manual. Like, that's a, a, a 964, mm-hmm. and, like, that's the way to do that. Do we all do know that. someone? I mean, you, all three of us in the room know the same person who did that to his Wimbledon Green 964 that was a Tiptronic, and he converted to a six-speed manual. Right. Uh, and so yeah sorry there, don't the, you the think the inside the let room me,
0: <laughs> let me let me play devil's advocate a second don't yes, you think there's do. one person who would say they shouldn't have converted that from Tiptronic that was a period piece that was correct at the time and that was where the stand of automatic technology was in fact that was the first Tiptronic that was yeah. a, a world break you know sort of a, a, a new thing that started yeah, a whole a the
1: shifter Porsche and Porsche invented that and in, by in replacing
0: that with a manual you're destroying a piece of history say I don't believe that. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: shit. and then you drive it and you're just like, ah, fuck. Um, yeah. But what about that guy who lost his left leg in a horrible boating accident? Well, there's at least one Tiptronic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's a, that guy, yeah. that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I guess I also feel it's a lot easier to revert to a transmission than it is to unsinger a car that's been singered. Sure, you yeah. cannot unsinger a car that's been singered. I mean, it's got a new body that's carbon right. fiber, I think. I think yeah. it's carbon fiber. assume it's yeah. carbon fiber. Some of the panels, yeah um so yeah you can't unsinger a singer um but so that's my perspective Mm -hmm. i I believe that ultimately but going to an event where these cars are on display is cool because you get to hang out with the people for me i don't care to see 500 of the same damn car over and over again obviously they're not the same damn car i say that fully Mm tongue-in-cheek tongue was just in cheek for those who are not watching um (laughs) i don't think that's (laughs) never mind Christ. Um, okay. So, but y- yes, I mean, it's Palo for the community laughing, to, <laughs> by the way, so But like thought, in a sort of like eye funny. rolling, like I might pull a muscle. No, for rolling he's just my high. Okay. He is, he's high, so it's funny. Uh, um, uh, so, You know, like, it's fun to hang out with people who are into cars, but, like, there's so much aggro with all the humans running around. Anyway, like, ultimately, I adore these cars. I love driving them, and uh, I'm glad that there's enthusiasm for them and that they're getting saved and that they're, you know, they're not falling by the wayside, like Mm -hmm. Citroën's, for example, or or whatever it is. You know, so the... I mean, what is your hypothesis about why this is such a mainstream thing? I was really surprised to see the large numbers of people who are into this shit.
0: To be honest, I wish I would have gone. I wish I would have been able to go, especially day two, because day two was a mix of water cooled and air cooled stuff, mm-hmm. and I think I think that's probably more interesting. Um, you know, I don't own. I've only owned two Porsches, and they were both water cooled, um, and they're both the sort of lost generation nine nine six nine eight six. i i I bought them because of the way they drove and i no longer have any porsches because they don't line up with what i need as a special experience Mm -hmm. in that sense porsche has been a victim of its own success in for me personally in that these cars are too good to be that much of an experience and i don't necessarily want them because i want cars that light my hair on fire and these cars typically don't this is why i'm an air cool guy no, I'm talking about air-cold stuff too. I don't I think mean, they're too good. I think they're too refined and too good, and not it, right out of the box. Given the, given the price point, they're not spicy enough. Yeah, for that's true. For what I want out of
1: the box, right, right. But I you have, have heavily cars. modified cars.
0: Some, some don't. I mean, like you know, the 2316 is a is a nut job, and that that you know, that's a Mercedes that out of the box was is a nice car and is a psychopath once you're on a back road, and I I love that about it porsche to me the reason i don't want is they're too good of cars and i think porsche and the air cold stuff is also a victim of its own success right there i make fun of air cold 911 buyers and drivers all the time and mostly just a rag on you but the reality is it's the obvious choice yes because they're so goddamn good and that that means that if you either and this is the insulting way of saying this have a a distinct lack of originality or put in a positive way you just don't want to deal with flawed fucked up bullshit and you just want a car that works it's so easy to stumble on an air-cold 911 or an air-cold porsche overall and so i respect the hell out of those cars for that and and i joking aside i respect the hell out of anyone's decision to go buy an old 911 i encourage it they're not for me because the one that i would want is unattainable financially
1: yeah um Yeah, I I mean, you have to modify your way to success. Right. Even your car
0: is too, your car is so fucking well-sorted and it's so good that I don't want to invest that much money in it.
1: Yes. And to be honest, actually, when I was buying that, when I bought that car back, Mm -hmm. I was looking for a different 911 and then the guy that I bought the car from offered me such a good deal and I knew the cars well uh, so to the extent that I was just like, okay, I buy my mm. own car back. Mm-hmm. But what I was really looking for was a torsion bar car. Mm. The cars without power steering, the cars without ABS, Right. not that those particular things, but the mm. lack of power steering, but the ABS, I mean, if it could, you could get... The I would rather have ABS, it. I would yeah, rather yeah. have it. Always. Um, but those, the older ones are a little more wacko. You've had enough experiences in mm. those wacko cars mm. where you're like, this, this is... What I And that was what I was looking for. I kind of
0: um, want a Carrera 3-2 motor swapped into... No, I want a carped car. I, I just want an early, 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 early car because they were so dainty and pretty in that 1960s way where everything was not plastic yes. and shit. And it yeah. was just every little piece was a piece of art. And then the cars are rolly, they're floppy, the motor is dragging you around every corner from the back. Yes. That yep. is an experience, but that's yep. an experience I can't afford.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, y- yeah, there are under a hundred (laughs) thousand dollars which is a dumb number to say now because i know because because that number used to be like forty thousand dollars would get you to the place of like magical dialed in this was always the
0: every time i've looked for it to shop for a 911 i've stumbled on something that is an order of magnitude more fun at half or a quarter of the price i've never spent the most i've ever spent on a car in my life is forty one thousand dollars um My top four cars are 41, 40, 39, five. Um, And those are all cars that were investments long-term and I did okay on. Uh, And the next one down is the minivan at 22. I don't spend a lot of money on cars. Most of them are between six and, hold on, most of them have been between 1,500 and 6,000 bucks. So I'm an exception and I understand I don't have the money to spend on cars. I just advised someone, it was a friend of a friend, I was visiting a friend and a friend of his came over. And there was this purplish-red, amazingly cool-colored Carrera 3.2 on Bring a Trailer. And he he was like, what do I do? I've been on the fence about this for years. I've tried everything else. Like, I just want an air-cooled 911, and I want a Carrera 3.2 or an SC, and I just need it to happen. And they're just getting more and more and more expensive. And my wife keeps saying, no, what do I do? And this car is pretty rough around the edges, um, but it just looks so fucking cool. And he bought it. And it was seventy thousand bucks, and I think you know he got it at home. And the only one thing that I heard, two things that I heard: first is, wow, it's a lot rougher than we thought from the bring trailer <sighs> thing. And number two, he's absolutely in love with it, and that was what I'd hoped for him, right? I want somebody spent seventy thousand dollars is a lot of money to spend on a car, even if it's an investment, and I think it'll hold that seventy thousand bucks. So you're laying out a shit ton of money, and. As his one and only sort of special car in a geographical location where he is, where it's mostly flat and the and the, you know the roads are big, wide, and open, and everything's quick, fine, that car works, and I I think that's wonderful. But for seventy thousand dollars, I had my Lotus and my Ferrari. Yeah, and I'm sorry, each of those is a better experience than the than the Carrera Three Two. Sorry, not a better experience. Each of those is more of an experience, and so. I I can't blame somebody who doesn't want to deal with a Ferrari that's got a timing belt service that's due or an lease that if you look at the wrong way, you know, you have a $25,000 clamshell repair. I understand it, but if you can have if you can deal with that because it's your second, third, fourth, fifth, 10th car, whatever, sure. There's just a better way to enjoy your money. And that's why Porsche is a victim of its success. It's everyone who's got their only one car. And the yeah. problem is ownership of those cars is pleasant. Yes. They're reliable.
1: They're yes. easy to deal There's with. There's lots of people who know a lot about those cars. The parts availability is it's really good. Parts if you want to ama- modify stuff, you can do that easily. And everybody's answered the question before.
0: Exactly. And so it winds up being a wonderful ownership experience, which is a good thing until you become a Porsche weenie, because now you're so encamped in this Porsche is better than everything else. Um, that you never get to experience anything else. Yeah. You have everything from Citroens to Mercedes-Benzes to Italian cars to you've everything across the board and you've experienced yeah. almost every car produced from from the year of your, bo- <laughs> your birth in 1904 to to whatever so you can un- you can enjoy the 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 true greatness inherent greatness of your 964. But someone who's never owned anything else and has only ever had one classic car and loves their porsche because it's such a great experience and it's so easy to live with and whatever else is missing out on so much amazing shit that's flawed and not as good but amazing yeah and i that's that's why i don't clear my schedule to go to a single mark show like lifka could all the jokes about the side about the traffic that that happened i really was pissed off at everyone um but we've all been you know on a highway with a bunch of friends maybe not considering that there are other people on the car on the highway doing you know trying to just commute um but it was just annoying to me that there was this unbelievably gorgeous 928 s4 that was going 40 miles an hour up a hill i'm like you have more torque available at the wheels in sixth gear than i do in first use it yeah use it you fucking Porsche weenie and yeah. it was so pretty because it was like a purple color. It was so gorgeous, and it was an S four so with the tail lights and whatever. But I just want all. I want to take all those people and say, "Great, mommy! Wow, I'm a big kid now. Go buy something Italian and broken, <laughs> or go buy something British and on electrical fire, or go yes. buy something American and just gen- genuinely awful. But and fear for bur- your life. Yeah, but big purpley V eight that's fucking unhinged and just doesn't yeah. have any traction and just puts a fucking smile on your face yeah. because your Porsche is just too goddamn good
1: well yeah and I guess the question is what kind of drivers are they and what kind of experiences do they like or 40 they- miles an
0: hour five mm-hmm. lanes across not paying attention to anyone else because they're now part of the thing with the roof rack and the fucking wheels and the and the projector headlights and all the rest of the stuff and they don't have to drive the car- own goddamn cars
1: they were holding up Priuses Derek Tempscott. <laughs> okay that's never allowed actually it's always allowed but only retributively <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see how you get out of
0: that. I love getting to play the angriest version of myself, especially when it's aimed at people who are going to post
1: comments. Um, Yeah, so I mean, to me, the best nine elevens are probably from the sixties and seventies in terms of experience, but in stock form, they are a little bit soft and squishy. No, that's a good thing. Yeah, it can be depends on uh, unless it comes at the expense of control.
0: Fine. I mean, okay. Look. The, the cars have a widow-maker reputation for a reason, and it's because you need to learn how to drive.
1: You need yes. to know how to do it. Yes, if you know what you're doing, then it's actually fine. fine. That's 100% fine. true. But that, that is, those are the experiences. And if, you know, like I said, if I had not happened across the 911 that I currently own, I was looking for a 70s, uh, mm. you know, impact bumper car that was set up well. And to me, that is a, an inimitable experience. And I do look forward to you driving a 73 career RS because yeah. I think you will like it. It is... You know, the vintage visceralness of an old 911 uh, with a genuine pace level that is swift. I mean, my butt dyno says that that car does zero to 60 in the low fives. Jesus I genuinely, you know, but it still has that 70s yeah. wildness to it. Uh, and the MFI, the mechanical fuel injection, you know, you don't need carbs. I think MFI is a good alternative to carbs in terms of the engine experience that you get. And noise, right? And yes. There's nothing to muffle the yes. intake on that? It's, yes. It's, is it? There's six velocity stacks mm-hmm. that go into an air box. Then, then there's like a cylindrical air filter. And yeah. then that intake yeah. is Sign on the other up. side of that. Yeah. They make wonderful noises. So, I mean, it is everything I think that you would like mm-hmm. in a 911. and Yeah, you but... Know, how much money well, yeah, you can build a good replica of one for you know a house regular nine eleven money, which is to say a hundred grand uh. yeah i mean i I came close to buying an s c.
0: Yeah, and those used would be like 15000
1: to $20,000 yeah. window, and I miss those days because I could just fuck around with them the way I do with anything else, you know, in a way that was sort of like, do 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 this is super fun, and like, it was really, was tragic. And I miss that because the experience of an old 911, especially a torsion bar 911, you know, this is before 964, the G-body, not 930, people always call those cars 930s. 930s are only the turbos. Um they're really fun to drive. There's just the manual, like, no weight on the front wheel steering rack is just this wonderful, dancy, talkative, talkative dance, experience. And I think it's one of the, the benchmarks of car steering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd agree. the fact that you can't do that anymore for 15 or, you know, I... I stretched and bought one that was nineteen and a half because it had a, a eight thousand uh, dollar engine refresh recently, Ooh. and so I you know paid up for and you know these things are all now out of reach for the enthusiasts who are like okay I'm like post Miata or post mm-hmm. seventy five hundred dollar E36 M3 and I'm interested in something a little more wacko, you know that next step used to be a nine eleven SC or nine sixty fours were that cheap mm-hmm. you know. Nine, nine sixes are now in, still in the twenties, uh, and 996s are 20s. pretty good experiences. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, like that's a pro- that's an experience that's worth having. Yeah. Um, in terms like that, or the what I what I mean by that is that the cost of that experience it, maps it matches pretty well to the, right. to the experience you get in terms of like interestingness and mm-hmm. fun and novelty. You know, mm-hmm. in the way that air cooled cars did when they were cheap. Yeah. So, you know, there's all these developments that happen and. You know, I was, I, I did this thing that, and you're actually our boss, your boss at Haggerty, I guess. Uh, who, and the, he who was responsible for the podcast was like, you should do an episode about this. Cause I was like, how can I out Porsche weenie the Porsche weenies? <laughs> and so I went around posting photos of uh, license plates and license plate frames and critiquing them uh, on the basis of whether <laughs> they were correctly presented. Cause it's like, what could be more inane than like calling people out on license plates because all these people are so you know like no it must be perfect and it must be very clean and it must be this and that and so you know i went down this rabbit hole of license plate correctness because i did not see that i mean i saw that that there was a text thread but oh yes uh,
0: but i didn't actually see you're gonna have to post all these no i'm not gonna post all of them oh
1: i might post one okay but there's a you know this is a separate topic Mm -hmm. he's like you should do an episode about license plates and i was like are you mass unsubscribe can anyone say mass (laughs) unsubscribe i think you know
0: yeah that's but that's the problem you go to a single mark car show and you're left to uh, critique people on license plates yes what honestly what i love about radwood yes because you know there remember there was a couple years ago there was a um uh what the hell is that um the moreno um what the hell? Oh, Matra, Matra, Bagira, Matra
1: Bagira, or the or, uh, Bagheera, Bagheera or no. the, uh, the
0: Moreno was the three seat.
1: Yeah, isn't uh, that the same thing? Is it? The, oh. I think the Bagira is the three seat car where you all sit in a row next to each
0: other. Bagira, no, it was it was a. God damn it! I have pictures of this. I thing. think it's a I mean, Matra Bagira. Um, whatever, um, Paulo.
1: Can you do a quick internet check and see if the Matra Bagira is a three seater? Yeah, um, but that's not what was there. It okay. was. But it was there is another Talbot. Mo-
0: I thought it was just Talbot. It might have been
1: a badge engineer thing for all I know. Whatever it was.
0: But there's something that you've never seen before. Yes. No one I've I've thought about doing a revelations on it, but unfortunately I have to consider the fact that no one would watch that. Yes. But I think that car's local. If I can if I get a hold of it, I might try to find some research on it. But that is a batshit weird three seat across two door coupe with a mid engine. It's got a fiat motor in the back or something. I don't even I don't know fuck anything that. about it. Exactly. That's so cool. That one. Yeah. Go to a car show and be like, Oh my god, is that a Geo Metro XFI convertible in smurf shit blue with 8,000 miles on it in perfect condition? I haven't seen one of those. Yeah, and then really go get to experience all these different things. Where I'm the last thing I'm looking for is a license plate, yes. Um,
1: and this is you know, that there is a progression or not progression, as you pointed out, if some people never get outside of the tent, you know, yeah, Uh, and this is the way I always contextualize Citroën's, and I'm sure we will have at some point a Citroën discussion on the Carmudgeon show um once maybe yours running maybe down. once mine macho like bagheera yeah it's, it's three with the, yeah. is the driver but in the middle, one? or is the What's driver it? um is it the car is a Matra Bagira? no it's talbo moreno it might be a badge engineered we version of the I same don't thing know.
0: whatever the fuck it we was are exposing so cool. the outer
1: limits of our knowledge right yeah, now but nobody knows the people who made this
0: car don't even remember it <laughs> it That's doesn't possible. exist and uh so yeah, they were very high
1: this <laughs> that's probably true uh the, that's uh, the, the driver on the left driver's on the left. on the left so there's two passengers a center passenger and a okay, right and the car passenger. that you're talking about is a center steerer no, no 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 the okay. one i i was talking yes. about the Matra Bagheera. yeah but that why would that what who what the hell is a mantra it's like a pickup tr- uh, uh, sorry you were uh, sorry you're i thought you were saying why would you have a not put the driver in the middle yeah no no, no, no. A, a i understand direction. but yeah why would you badge and i'm so confused by this whole thing but that's the point right to so get those sort of weird experiences, and that's what I love about Citroens. I mean, the mm. the the Citroen is like you've had enough vanilla sex, and now you're they're ready to go to Folsom street fair. Right? That's what <laughs> Citroens are about, or Macho Bagheera's, right? Yeah. You're like 911s and 280SL pagodas, and choose sort of regular like default choice right. classic car, and then you've experienced all that. Now you're ready for something different. If you have the imagination and the interest and the willingness to wander off the reservation and do a little peyote or mm. whatever it is you're gonna do, like. There's a whole wide world out there that's worth experiencing. That said, I think I will probably always want to own an air-cooled 911 just because it always functions. But the thing that I do with that car is not to take it to you know porsche weenie shows mm-hmm. it's like i or go drive, drive it, it yeah. when there's nobody else around ideally so no one can see me <laughs> being a porsche <laughs> weenie no, no, nobody I mean, can see it's, your weenie it's, it's it's well known that i, I like those cars but the, to me the, the mm-hmm. a lot of the value is the experience it's experience absolutely and not and doing something where you're not experiencing the car uh, instead of experiencing it to me is not as good
0: listen i you know for all everything that i've said about single mark shows i have certainly done legends of the autobahn which is you know, three that's mark no. show. Uh, yes, I've that's definitely that's, been to BMW two, three, shows, but I, four technically, it's well, I mean, it's is there Audi, no VW? No, no VW, no, but not. I showed my Shiraka there last year, just or two years ago, just to be a pain in the ass. Um,
1: but I did Legends Waterfest. of the Audubon, by the way, this year we featuring must talk about vintage Mercedes at least once in every Carmudgeon episode featuring this is the, time, the 90th birthday, the 90th birthday of, of, of Bruno Sacco. Uh, uh yeah so i guess i'm
0: bringing the mercedes to monterey this year
1: yeah i was i would like to bring the wagon uh but dog i leg also, purple wagon yes
0: we can have double dog legs at legends of the oh, yeah it's Maybe
1: probably the same the- gearbox we could switch the gearboxes and then drive <laughs> them down and then switch them back <laughs> just afterwards really. just for the joy of it double dog switch um, um but i was also like but i could also be driving around car week in a citroen and then it's like mm, that's this is an yeah. intriguing problem i was
0: supposed to bring the beat oh <gasps> i have a beat admission Okay, I'm really dumb. Let's make this very clear. Um, I thought Japan used years the way we use years. So in on my Honda Beat, it has a little sticker and I use Google Translate and it tells me that year, day, month for the timing belt and the year is 12 and the day and month or whatever else. That doesn't mean the timing belt was done in 2012. That means the timing belt was done 12 years after the new emperor took over because that's the way years yes. are written there. I have a fucking 23-year-old timing belt in my Honda Beat. Mm. You know that's what's never getting driven again? The Honda Beat. I won't even start it. Ugh. I'm going to have to transport it to the to, to my, uh, my, my warehouse, which is now has a lift in it, which I haven't even talked about yet, um, to do a belt on it. I'm scared to death to start, 23 year old. Just, how many RPM did you hit the oh last time you drove the car? 8,600, I hit the limiter. <laughs> I hit the limiter every time I drive that car. Well, not maybe the limiter, but at least at eight, at least eight grand every time I do. a 23 year old timing belt. I'm so scared shitless. It's a Honda, it'll be fine. Fuck, no it won't. It's a very interference very interference very interference. it's not in binary um, it's actually a continuum uh, but while we're talking about hondas i look i went to every volkswagen only show for the it, that i was able to go to when i was you know i was 22 when i go 21 or 22 when i got the chiroco um it was my baby it was my like firstborn it was the the world's most amazing car i still love it um obviously but I went to waterfest every year which was water cooled Volkswagen's only so it's very much a parallel to luftgekuhlt so you have luftgekuhlt is air cooled and then waterfest and then H2O international which was another East Coast Volkswagen show H2O's and waters and water cooled Volkswagens and when I got there in 1997 it was all Mark 1s Mark 2s and Mark 3s were the current car I stopped going as did everyone I know when Mark 4 happened because the turbo cars the 1.8T really changed the landscape for what volkswagen became hmm. but i went to those shows even though there was a lineup of scirocco 16 valves which you know they only made maybe ten thousand of them for the u.s it'd still be 20 of them there at some of these shows but i went for the people and yes, while i was exactly. there i could make fun of you know so-and-so's car and we all know them i mean one of them the, the tom park is a guy that yeah, uh, yeah. uh that lives in the bay area and he's got a a Car that everyone thinks is mine all the time. So every time he goes out, people are like, it's Jason Camisa. He's like, this is the most disappointing car I've ever owned. Because every time I get out of it, people are like, (gasps) because they think it's me. But he's got (laughs) my car's twin. And I took one look at it. And I said, oh, my God, that's Jan's old car. And he's like, how did you know that? He was two owners ago. Right. Well, this guy, Jan, and I met in 1998 at... Waterfest, and we've been friendly ever since and i knew his car and then it got sold to another friend of ours and then it got sold now here it is and so right. i see him at events and it's awesome
1: ultimately i can make fun of Porsche weenies all the time but they, but they are it's community it's that is it's exactly uniting them is. and they're all speaking the same language and they found their people and they have a community yeah. and a sort of sense of shared identity right. and that is not to be discounted and if, so Yeah, if you go
0: through your list of friends, I can I I can only ask, but I can say if I would go through my list of friends, how many of them did I meet through a sort of single mark car culture where we both have the same mark of car? it's most of them
1: yeah i know so and it's I, now it's like i have a whole group of friends who are like 124 129 owners yeah or you're you Mercedes.
0: You've particularly gone down the that yeah. bruno sacco era bruno sacco era of everyone it's you because know air cool
1: it's 9-11. 911s got so expensive right i can just sort of float in and out and do transactions with bruno sacco cars because they're still so cheap yeah. and i can't do that with air cooled porsches anymore i got priced out even though i own one
0: do you um do you hang out with Mura
1: people no, God, no. <laughs> Do the They'd mirror like, people hang out? Or are they just in the infirmary? Okay. <laughs> yes. Are they at hospice? <laughs> I need or, my car they, caught on fire again. Or they're, yes, exactly. Or they're, exactly. In the, the just, burn ward. <laughs> in the burn ward. is just like 43% Mira owners. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: The VW community, I'm very saddened. Uh, there is the 25th and final Scirocco Cruisin. Um, one of the first things I did... They
1: declared I, it was the final. It's The final.
0: So one of the first things I did... When I got my car in June of 97. In June of 98, um, there was a show that was put together in cincinnati by a bunch of, of guys there and over, over the next couple of years it sort of became fully formed my my buddy don who again i met because of Shirocco on scirocco.org which was not yet a forum it was a mailing list it was a lister. <laughs> so you used to be able to it wasn't before we all chipped in and bought the domain for like five dollars because we all had to chip in to get to five dollars together it was Shirocco dash l at Somebody in the comments is going to say, God, you send an email to that list and it went to everyone. And then it became Scirocco-L at um, And I think my car is still in a profile on Scirocco.org because I was one of the quote unquote founders. Um, <laughs> but all of us became really good friends. We were all over the country. Mm-hmm. And we would get together once a year at Don's parents' house in Ohio, and they lived. Their house backed up to an airport, like a little type, tiny private airport. They built the house specifically there because they were, there were, and are plain people. Yeah. Um, so we would often, slash, occasionally, slash, absolutely never do little runs down the runway and and have a little bit of fun. We'd always arrange the cars. Uh, on on the grass to say something and then go up on a plane and take pictures of it. So one year we did a VW symbol, one year we did a Scirocco. One year I think we wrote out Scirocco.org. We had that many cars. <laughs> um, my 20th anniversary with my car was June 7th, 2017. And it happened at that, that same weekend was the 20th Scirocco Cruisin. And so 20 years, 20 years, I'm like, I'm doing this. And so I drove cross country to that. I quit Motor Trend and like I think it was a week later. I built the motor, put it in, did twelve mile run, dumped the oil, put fresh oil in, and drove from California to Ohio. It was the best trip I've ever taken in, in the U.S. And um, these people have all become my f- friends. We're all in each other's weddings, and um, you know they all have kids now, and some of their kids are starting to get into the into old Volkswagens. It's so cool, and I want to go to see my friends. I I would love to have my car there, but I'm absolutely not taking four days to drive to ohio and back and then four days to drive back but i may well fly out and mm-hmm. so the, the the thing that i don't want to discount about shows like luftkakut or waterfest or any of these single mark anything is the uh, the friends that you will make whether you will keep i'm still friends with on facebook with jan folks and sorry jan if i'm if i outed you as a previous rocco owner the previous the first owner of thomas park's Mark one and it's now 25 years later and yeah. we're all still know each other and we yeah. all still keep dibs on each other and we all see each other when time comes and that at the end of the day is really the best part of car owner car community.
1: Okay. Well then if you are air-cooled porsche then I guess you'd better get start making friends which I have done. That's okay. is is true. That yeah. is true. So is community know, we, that comes with it and ultimately like I said the experience of driving the car is I, really yeah, a pleasure and so, you know, people get really into the innate... Like, I can tell you... I can look at a 911...
0: I can't even tell, tell show, you what show a short wheelbase from a long wheelbase. You took me to a guide years ago, and you are like, this is this is what you look for for short versus long, and I'm like, yes. can I just look for the longer wheelbase? And you're like, you can't really tell. you got to know how much You have to see distance. the amount
1: of space between the jacking point cover and the wheel arch. Yeah, but, but one's but like three the inches the and lights.
0: one's 3.75. It's a fucking... The taillights are
1: different. They change the gauges in 68 and the door handles in 60 And you can tell if it's a 69. I mean, there's all these little things. Right. And I can't imagine there's appetite for this. But I can look at a Porsche from pretty much any year up through the 993-ish. And I can tell you within one to two years what year it is. Mm-hmm. Because they change something almost every year. Right uh throughout the period you know and I, i've trained people how to do this if you look at that that's definitively a 69 the a 69 you cannot mistake for any other year 70 71 look the same 72 73 are different you know all those there's everything if you know what to look for you can tell them all apart so you know that's a you too can trick. be a can be, you a, be your own google borderline aspergers <laughs> or whatever like me borderline i'm <clears throat> sorry Deep into the deep territory. In, deep into the red zone. um, and, and tell these things apart. And, you know, that's... That's okay. That's sort totally okay. I guess. But ultimately, yes, it's the experience in the community. And so as frustrating as it is to experience... And my hope is that people who are just getting into this eventually immerse themselves in a way where they pass through the other side and stop doing dumb shit. Uh, and maybe sort of... Oh, d- dumb shit, the yeah. yeah, shit to their cars. Yeah, dumb shit to their
0: cars. So that's never going to happen. People are always going to do dumb shit. But the reality is as long as look, at, you know, they they're trying I to mean, be yes, individuals. I mean, it's your like- car,
1: you can do whatever you want to it, of course. And I don't have to like it. I am not some great arbiter of anything. Uh, it's but just it makes not, Derek
0: happy when you do it with genuine thought and layers and layers of understanding and information that's informing yes. your decisions of what to mod when. Correct. Look, we all did the same thing. I modded the shit. That's I, what I,
1: mo- my, I re- object to about Magnus Walker's cars. It's just they're a sort of. not done
0: with a reference to history. There's
1: just this sort of discordant collection of changes to make changes, and they're not particularly subtle or elegant in their execution. But people react very positively mm-hmm. to his cars. It's just not for me. People react very
0: positively to Camrys. I mean, you know, there's not one thing that's (laughs) yeah. You're one hundred percent right. Good cars, but but just because the masses sort of like something doesn't necessarily mean yeah. It doesn't
1: mean it's it's
0: for me. The problem with you and your borderline Asperger knowledge about this stuff is you're coming from a place of incredible. Knowledge, so you can understand the references and the subtleties of stuff. And I don't think most people immerse themselves that point to that point in the car. I wish they would on their own cars, but then the trap is: then you become that Porsche weenie.
1: Yes, and that's only why knows about that car. I love meeting people who know the level that level of knowledge about some car that I don't know as much about because oh. then I'm like, I want to learn all that stuff, and it's very interesting to me. Generally, depending yeah. what the car is,
0: Listen, it doesn't matter to me? It I have covered cars for revelations that I have no interest at all whatsoever ever every single time when you start delving in like you know, yes no matter what it is c4 oh, corvette i mean that was so
1: cool i didn't yeah.
0: realize that lotus built that fuck engineered and built that fucking well technically mercury and marine built that engine mm-hmm. there was so much unbelievable shit on a corvette c4 that was just also ran in every way right um, and
1: even st- remains that way if you look at the values today yeah. that there's still like a fantastic one is like with 12 miles on it is 75 grand right. and like an average 30,000 mile car is like 30 grand or 40 grand for one of those. I, I don't even know they're but cheap. here's
0: the thing the, the ZR1 was obviously the king of the hill and it was a top spec and it was all that other stuff but in my research i was thinking wow i could have the zero one absolutely had a separate story i probably could have filled almost a whole episode with just c4 Mm -hmm. because of all the changes that they had to make over c3 because c3 wasn't profitable and they raised the the price of c3 five times in one year once Mm. because they were trying to push and push and push and push thinking that they would find the limit of what the price was in this car because gm was going to kill the corvette after c3 so like the
1: what? Yeah, like you can't kill the Corvette. Don't be absurd. And yeah, it's yet the they world's were longest it. running, okay, Chevrolet Suburban. Suburban. Uh it's one of it's the long certainly of, the world's longest yeah. running sports car. Right. Uh, and I
0: just I just last week saw a Mazda MX6. It was just street parked and it was mm-hmm. kind of in okay condition, but I'm like, wow, when was the last time you saw an MX6 slash probe? I wonder mm-hmm. what the story is behind that car. Oh, except hold on, that was supposed to kill the Mustang. The probe mm-hmm. was the replacement mm-hmm. for the Mustang. Mm-hmm every one of these yeah bars.
1: so no matter where you look there is an interesting story yeah. and to meeting the people who have the knowledge is always a treat because Love then it. you're just like best man. thing in the world best thing in the world
0: i did another episode um and we'll end here if because i think we're up, up a time but i did another episode uh together with your bladder's Dino. full <laughs> uh, you were drinking obvious, coffee before yeah. um on tessa roadster so I did a revelations on that and no books have been written that I, mm-hmm. I mean, I looked so you got to talk to quickly. the humans. I got to talk to the peoples. Yeah. It was so cool. I mean, first of all, the owners themselves are like super Rabid. nerds, Rabid. super nerds on these cars. But I then wrote this script after talking to a whole bunch of people who were there. Yeah. They were like this. We fucked this up. We fucked this up. We fucked this up. And the, the coolest part about it is every single person I spoke to owns one. Mm. Even if they couldn't afford one back back in the day, one of the guys bought one with a bad battery and just parked it and said, one day I will be able to afford a battery and put it in, and he did. Um, all of them still have those cars. What a cool thing to do yeah. to talk about someone who was, yeah. to talk about a car with the people who were there yeah. and watched Elon pulling his hair out trying to get that thing into
1: production and watched Lotus fight them every step along the way. Oh, that episode, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't so cool. wait to see it. Um, then those cars, I was... We sold one recently, not recently, but two years ago maybe. And I got absolutely bum rushed. Never has that ever happened to me with interest in that car. So many people were interested to buy that car. Like the number of inquiries was quite literally, not exaggerating, this is not hyperbole, 100. Inquiries, And we sold the car, you know, immediately at the asking price, which was obviously too low since there were so many people interested in it. But literally 100 inquiries. I've never experienced any car that I've listed that generated as much interest as a, it was a late roadster, one owner, cosmetically fucked, but 10,000 miles and Mm. priced in accordance with its cosmetic condition, which excited a lot of people.
0: That is really interesting. The one that I drove was a reddish orange, not a stock color, um, but it was repainted in that color by the, by the original owner. Um, and I can't think of another car. It's in the top five, certainly, of cars that got attention. And I mean, I'm talking like Audi R8. When you first came out, you couldn't drive it. Or you got run off the road immediately because everyone was staring at it. Like, mm. you know, genuine spaceship for the road. And, but I don't think anything that is currently 10 or 12 years old.
1: Has, but you're talking uh, about when they were new. No, now. Now? I'm talking about last. Really? Yeah, last were, week. When you were driving around in it. I
0: drove it back to the,
1: uh, really? to the owner and I
0: almost got run over four times by people really? trying to take videos and pictures and screaming. Of course, people are really? dumb. I got accused of being in a Lotus. I, you know, oh, did you
1: did you take that? Uh, oh, must convert be be that Lotus color. to electric. It must be the color. It because was. I was driving around in a silver one and nobody gave a shit. That's so weird. I, I, dro- I probably drove it 20 or 30 minutes and nobody gave a shit. Everywhere I went thumbs must up, be the color. I mean, photos everywhere. It must and have of been course, the color. Yeah must yes. have been. It was, it, I was driving a silver one and not one yeah. response or I Weird. was completely out to lunch while driving, which is inadvisable. Were you drunk again? No, I... You make that
0: joke because you would never drive drunk. drunk. Yes. Have you, have have you ever been drunk?
1: Yes, of course. I'm drunk right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and that's the end no, of this episode? Now, <laughs> I, I've got to go get a roadie going. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Carmudgeon Show, which was probably a little on the spicy side. We may get crucified. We wrapped it around. We deserved it. I hope people
0: don't take our quotes out of context because we're sort of making fun of people. But at the end of the day, we realize that people are people and you love what you love. And, um, you know, I can make fun of Porsche Weenies because it's fun and you're one of them. And at least least you're
1: not driving a Prius. You're driving slower. Okay. (laughs) And that's that.